0: The path of the witch is so unique. The, the gift of witchcraft. I was able to see, hear, and communicate with spirits. It's a very personal relationship between a person and spirit. Colonel lust. It's things like Working that. Working with different energies and spirits and communicating. Creating magic.
1: Powerful yeah. ritual. And... <laughs> <cost>. <laughs> She's, She's actually sitting in the cauldron. The role of the witch is to make change. Years ago, three young friends realized they were witches. They scattered to different parts of the world following magic and spirit. Now they're back in their hometown to share what they've learned. Welcome to That Witch Life Podcast, your home for living as a witch in today's world.
2: Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Witch Life Podcast. It's, it's a little different today because we have our very special guest who is with us in person. Yes. Hello. Hello. We have Michael Agee here with us today. I'm also joined by Hillary Hello. and... Courtney Courtney.
1: <laughs> What's funny is that she looked at me first. I wrote... And she just like sigh. It. And then she turns and looks at Hillary and goes... Hillary. <laughs> and I don't know why they're being mean to me. We're at my house and I fed them. Like, I, sh- I showed up with a really pretty plate of snacks. There and was no was, brie. Everybody's oh, so God. mean to you. They are. Actually, I have a funny
0: story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> about last so, night. About
0: last night. And I wouldn't tell her what it was because I was like, I want to tell you on the podcast so that we can get your actual reaction. So, Courtney was giving a talk on her book and like a talk about the Morgan. We were at QMEB. We were at QMEB like yeah. in Portland, which we talked about a bunch. and um And afterwards, I I was talking to Brian, Courtney's husband, and and I said, you know, I said, you know, she's she's a really good speaker. Like she's really engaging. It's like really informative, but really interesting. Good thing no one knows what a fucking nightmare she is. And he goes, I do. I'm her husband. I'm married to her.
1: Away with that at my book talks because living with an author is really hard <laughs> because it means that um, my help with the housework sucks. Um, our meals just become like the innards of boxes with the ketchup from fast food restaurants. I know. Um, we're like sucking mustard out of jars or something like that. And then also, um, it involves a lot of crying. Like he'll just, (laughs) Brian or yourself, both of us, mostly me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Creative
2: weeping.
1: Well, he was, he was telling me, he's like, I'm looking forward to reading your Morgan book. And I said, now you'll know why i locked myself in my office and cried every night and he said yes but granted honey whenever he says honey i'm like oh okay. the less about that <laughs> that's been all of your books <laughs> so that's true that is true. That that that's that's the case, and it's a now, rough process. It is, and and right now the poor guy, um, I'm in the mid, like the sandwich between. So one of the reasons you guys are out here is because turns out you're actually nice to me when no one else is around. Um, and, not in uh, public. Not in public. Yeah, not in, in public. But uh, we normally record at Hillary's house, which is a good hour for my house, and um, because I was in Detroit and New York last week, I got home on Friday, did a book talk at Queen Cumeb yesterday, and then tomorrow I fly to Minneapolis. Um, so in addition to me being gone a lot and my husband having to take care of our animals by himself, um, that I'm, (laughs) I'm also the two days I'm home, I'm not actually helping with the yard work or the housework. I'm doing witchcraft stuff. So
0: he's literally raking, he's literally
1: raking (laughs) the yard, which I told him not to, because I think it's better for the leaves to decompose on the grass, but he doesn't, he, they don't listen. Well, how many wives tell your husbands do less yard work and have them go, honey, (laughs) I really want to do the yard work though. Oh so, all right, have at it.
2: Hmm. Let's have better. fun. <laughs> well, it's my favorite because Courtney and I rag on each other all the time. And Hillary is always like, Do I need to turn the car around? Every time. Like, Every day. She's constantly overseeing us. And so, when every once in a while Hillary sends out a jab, it's just epic and amazing. And I get so freaking excited because she's always like the
1: voice of reason and the nice one. So, whenever she takes a shot, it's just like, Yes. Or, or like this past week, um, Hillary had so much going on, and she sent us this email, and you could just kind of read into your voice that she was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I was like, "I don't have any time." And then Kanani called me, and I was actually on an airplane, and I'm sure that my half of the conversation sounded really strange, but Kanani called, and she said, "You know, I just feel like I really need to give Hillary a hug." And I said, <laughs> "For um, the record, I didn't." Yes. Just yes, so we can confirm. Right, I, thanks, I'm, I'm on thanks. the pl- I'm on the plane before we, it was a thought before we started taxiing and I said. I'm gonna tell everyone that actually you're a nice person, and Connie's like, "No!" And then I'm saying, "No!" Everyone's gonna know that you are actually not an evil bitch, and you are a nice person. I'm sure everyone. She's like, and like, "No!" Lies, <laughs> all lies. <laughs> she's like, "Don't tell people. I like she's being like, the villain ruin of the show." <laughs> Penani is full. She says, I'm the villain of our podcast and I like it. And we're like, You're the villain of everything. I'm the villain of life. That is what I do. I bought my,
2: my husband a shirt that says, My favorite Disney villain is my wife. I know, you already <laughs>
1: talked about
0: that. I like that. Oh my God. <laughs> That's really good. So uh, it's, huh? it's, it's, it's who I am. It's what I do. How often do you wear it? <laughs> Every day. You're yeah, right? Every day. <laughs> right on. It's underneath her clothes right now. Okay. <laughs> it's
1: my pajamas. <laughs> Which means it's all you wear every day. Exactly, every day. Exactly. which means
2: I
0: wear it every day
1: <laughs> from
2: the moment I get home. That's what goes on. So we are kind of, this is going to be our pre-release for Thanksgiving, and we don't want to particularly discuss Thanksgiving because of the roots of the holiday and the way that... Uh, or indigenous, or we don't want our focus, to be, want to, focus to be on that because of the way that Indigenous people have been treated in this country yeah, and all the things like that. So,
1: yeah. but I think it, it is fair to point out that the three of us, Michael, I don't know about you, the three of us do celebrate it. So we're yes, not like with family. We're yes. Not, we're not coming out again on the other side of it. Hillary's we
2: don't coming, hate you if you eat turkey on Thanksgiving. There
1: are right. other reasons, but no. Just yeah. yeah. You know, For I the actually,
0: record,
3: yes, I do.
0: <laughs> I. You know, I actually saw an interesting thing today that was. You know, someone explaining that like. It's more about acknowledging where what the roots are, understanding what they are, and then using it rather than to say, like, oh, I'm celebrating this horrible thing. Saying Like, using it as a, a excuse to get together with community or family and being grateful rather than the focus being... Focusing like, on the thankfulness and, that and community. Person, that person also was like, I actually call it friends giving or community giving or whatever because mm-hmm. it... It, then it's, it's its own thing. It's then not this thing that's affiliated with, you know, hurt and deep
1: trauma and genocide and yeah. so many horrible... I mean, yeah, there's actually a really great article um, that Time just put out that was written by a native person and it's called the thanksgiving tale we tell as a harmful lie. As a native american, I found a better way to celebrate the holiday and what this person was saying is the story about the pilgrims and Being the Native getting together and said, oh, that's, how friendly. that's that's embraces a lot of of the the pain but and they talk about their journey for first celebrating it as a routine when they were growing up to then you know, like refusing to celebrate it and then where they came to and they wrote something that I felt was very helpful for everyone. And um, so I'm going to read a little bit of it. Many of my indigenous brothers and sisters refuse to celebrate Thanksgiving, protesting the whitewashing of the horrors our ancestors went through. And I don't blame them, but I have not abandoned the holiday. I have just changed how I practice it. The thing is, we do not need the poisonous, quote, pilgrims and Indians, end quote, narrative. We do not need that illusion of past unity to to actually unite people today. Instead, we can focus simply on values that apply to everybody, togetherness, generosity, and gratitude. And we can make the day about what everybody wants to talk and think about anyway, the food. People may not realize it, but what every person in this country shares and the very history of this nation has been in front of us the whole time. Most of our Thanksgiving recipes are made with indigenous foods, turkey, corn, beans, pumpkin, maple, wild rice, and the like. We should embrace this. For years, especially as the head of a company that focuses on indigenous foods, I have explored native foods. It has given me and and can give all of us a deeper understanding of the land we stand on. It's exciting to reconnect with the nature around us. We Americans spend, outdo- spend hours outdoors collecting foods like morals, ramps, wild ginger, choke cherries, wild plums, crab apple, cactus fruit, pawpaws, manzanita berries, cattails, maple, wild rice, not the black stuff from California which is a modified and completely different version of the true wild rice growing around the Great Lakes region. Cedar, rose hips, hickory, acorns, and walnuts. We can work with native growers producing heirloom beans, squash and pumpkins, and native corn varieties, all coming in many shapes, sizes, and colors. We can have our feasts include dishes like cedar braised rabbit, sunchokes with sumac, pine stewed venison, smoked turkey with chestnuts, true wild rice with foraged mushrooms, native squash with maple, smoked salmon, and wild teas. The hell, that, that sounds so good! So good. So, I was God, like, good. Uh, "Can I go wherever that person?" Uh, I think I think oh. he's he's got like
2: the right concept, though. Of yeah, of, I think so. If he... you can take something that was, you know, that it in itself is is very negative and harmful and, like you said, brings a lot of trauma, and focus on something that is much more important, which is thankfulness, giving, spending time together, community, and I think that's an excellent point, that one of the things that, you know, brings people together and pretty much unilaterally in cultures is food. Food. We all love food. We all want to sit and eat food. Yeah, and
0: I think, too, uh, I often will, I mean, I always try and, You know, if I'm celebrating Thanksgiving with people, I always try and acknowledge, you know, what happened and and make sure that it's not just we're not like looking over it like it's not because it's not directly affecting us. We're just like looking over it because we don't have to. Um, So I always try to acknowledge it. And then oftentimes around Thanksgiving, I'll also make a donation to uh organization that supports indigenous yeah. people or or i try around the, around the holidays to per, like purchase from as many purchase gifts from as many indigenous art artists as absolutely
2: as possible. yeah there's also and we'll be putting a link as a way to to the article to, to yes. on glitch. on the website and yeah. also um we'll have a link for there's a new um oh, you're gonna have to help me what is it called it's the um about the Indigenous Missing People and, yes. and Murdered women. Yes, the
1: Missing Women Project. Yes, the, the, missing,
2: oh, wo- yeah, the yeah. Indigenous Missing Women's Project. Yes, exactly. we'll also have a link to on that, that um, for people to look there's at. There's
1: one more section I feel is really important to say, and then I, then um, we'll have okay. the entire article on the internet because it's, it's longer. It's, it's very interesting about the history of the holiday. But no matter where you are in North America, you are on indigenous land. And so, on this holiday and any day really, I urge people to explore a deeper connection to what are called um, what are called quote American end quote foods by understanding true Native American histories and begin using what grows naturally around us and to support Native American growers. Much like what Hillary and mm-hmm. Nani were saying, there is no need to make Thanksgiving about a false past. It is so much better when it celebrates the beauty of the present. So again, this is um this is called. The Thanksgiving Tale We Tell is a Harmful Lie. As a Native American, I Found a Better Way to Celebrate the Holiday by Sean Sherman. And we will have the link to the entire article on our website and as well as our Twitter feeds and Facebook. Yeah, so Definitely read the whole thing. Yeah, I think it's really good. And I
2: think that it's also good because I think that sometimes people, if you feel like you're taking something away from them, then they disregard it. Right. Whereas this isn't telling them like you're a bad person if you have Thanksgiving saying saying just you eat be, turkey be on Thanksgiving. And yeah, it's it, saying yeah. you can you can do both. You recognize, can eat turkey on recognize. Thanksgiving and still recognize, be mindful and compassionate and empathetic and considerate to you know what has happened in the past.
0: Yeah. I also think it's totally okay. I want to say this because I said this li- online earlier today. It's totally okay to not celebrate if that's something yeah. that feels oh, like not right for you. Whether whether it's because of the trauma that your ancestors experienced or whether it's because you are that's what you feel is right for you to do. Like it's you know
1: And also holidays are really stressful they're very stressful uh, and, and and I hard had this, hard on Kanani's mental health. Kanani and I had this discussion about a year ago. When I first moved to New York, I had a coworker, she was a woman in her fifties, and I asked her what she was doing for Thanksgiving and she said nothing, I'm just, I've got my cereals, there's a book I really want to read, I'm just going to stay home. And I was horrified. I was like, well, come to my uncle's house. There's totally room for you, you can come. She said, no, thank you, I'm just no, really looking to. forward to that. Good and, to I, right, and I remember feeling so awful for her. But now, in my now 30s, it. it's you like, realize. wow, that's a smart that's woman. That's a smart-ass yeah. <laughs> woman right there. <laughs> not, a, not related to
2: food, but something very similar. I once had a friend who was trying to date this woman, And she said that she refused to date until her kids were out of the house because she just felt it was too much trouble and she didn't want to deal with it and my heart was broken and I was just like that poor woman like oh my gosh she's gonna be so alone you know fast forward two kids and a husband and I'm like I need to meet her because I wanted to build her a shrine and tell her how (laughs) smart she is and that she might be the wisest woman that I've ever heard of in the history of my life
1: yeah so you know when you get older
2: (laughs) you realize these life lessons that at one point you thought that you Know, well, oh sad for them and now you're like
0: i want to be like them when i grow up well and i think we put a tremendous amount of pressure on people to like be part of this and to be you know and i think it's just like i always try and tell people like you i will never be upset for you choosing to do what's right for you because it's not right i mean what's right for me is right for me whether whatever my choice is but i i never i hope i try really hard not to make people feel like they should i just say you would, will always be welcome, but
3: do what's best for you, you know? You know, there's a group of friends in Portland that put on something called the Orphans Thanksgiving. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And people may not want to or may not be able to spend it with their families. Because but they, they want to have that flung, connection, yeah. But their table is open. And, you know, I've sat at that table with 30 people around it. And it is an awesome event. Yeah,
1: We used to do, yeah. When we were living in New York, we would host the Orphan's Thanksgiving. And we had, I think, 25 people crammed into our very small apartment, sitting on the floors... And it was super fun. And yeah, people it's bring really their
3: best. It's oh, like, yeah. This is from my family, and this yeah, is this from is, my it's family. It's cool, too, because like,
1: oh sometimes you get
0: to try dishes from different cultures or yeah, different. It's cool. Yeah, it's really neat.
1: Hillary <gasps> is coming to my mom's house for Thanksgiving this year. So sure. she was our... Your she, mom is literally one of the best cooks on the planet. Uh, yes. So I'm just, like, so excited to eat the food. I know. Food. And she can, we can legitimately <laughs> say that now that my grandmother has stopped cooking. Because okay. before, we used to say we weren't on the scale really? with <laughs> Gran, because Gran was the scale. Right? And now Gran is no longer cooking, so we'd say yes, mother that but uh, yeah but we were, I was um, posting pictures on my Instagram of how I was cooking the pumpkin for the pies and Hillary was like oh my god I need to eat that and went Hillary you're going to you're going to eat that <laughs> <laughs> and she's like oh okay <laughs> I was like oh, all right all right fine then <laughs> but no I
0: mean it's really like yeah, your mom is such. A, your, your, I love your parents. They're like my parents. You I know. know. I literally call them mom and dad. <laughs> so like, because I spent so much of my like formative years at their house. Barely probably them in being trouble. like, oh my god. No, they always liked you. Oh, really? They yes, liked they then, oh, that's yeah. You good. yes, they didn't. know. I wasn't food. around to tell them better. I, they didn't know.
1: They didn't <laughs> know I was know I was around, true. but I wasn't. I you wasn't. were always working like a good responsible teenager. Like Hillary like and I were like. I had, like, had two jobs in high school. Hillary and I were like doing
0: doing idiot things. I mean, the thing is like I feel like par- parents tend to like me and it's because I, I'm i like polite you don't really at the polite table. but because I'm, polite like, at the I'm like table. manners are important and then like I'm like they just don't there are certain things that people don't need to know about you you know like they don't need <laughs> they to know sucks. whereas
2: I mm. wear my shittiness on my sleeve so it's just <laughs> kind of like well yeah <laughs> I Hillary agree. was much more secretive like I said she's very quiet and I very like to, sweet I like and then she gets the Camille, jabs like, I just will be like okay I'm
0: shifting to this social setting and you know i mean i i sing opera so i'm used to being among like specifically classical music crowd not necessarily the musicians but sometimes can be a conservative field and so it's like you got to just be i'm like you don't need to know what i do the rest of the time you know or like what my life is like i feel like that with parents like they get to hear they get to see what information is relevant to them and then the rest of it is really it's better if they just it's better if we just Forget that. And headaches. that's
1: just that's especially helpful when you're a witch and your family is not all into witchcraft. It's like you don't need to. Sometimes people are like, "Oh, I need to want to be able to share this with my parents," and I'm like, mm, mm. "They don't need to know." Because yeah, they're well, gonna, and, no matter what, they're gonna think that it's it's something that it's and if they
3: wanted to know, they'd ask. Well, and I feel but
1: like then they, still really well, yeah. they don't always really want to know. that's sometimes, yeah, sometimes, sometimes they ask and never. I always,
0: know. I give my, I give my dad a choice. I'm like. Well, it's kind of about like if he asks questions, not necessarily about witchcraft, I don't think he cares, but but um you know, if it's a if it's a subject that I think he's gonna he's not gonna be happy about, I'm just like so it kind of borders on this subject. Do you wanna talk about it? And then most of the time he's like, No. no. <laughs> Hard <laughs> But sometimes pass. he's like, Yeah, 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 I'll hear about it. But that's like I'm like, Okay, you I gave you a choice.
3: That's totally upfront. I think that's great. Yeah. Right?
1: Because yeah, that's and, fair.
0: But I mean yeah. there were time peri- when, there were time periods when Like, or there's been lots of instances where I've been around people where I'm like, I mean, I certainly don't talk about, like, my suspension shows or, like, blood magic around people that I know that's going to freak out, you know, because I just think it's not, I mean, like, why? It's like, then it's just me, like, going, like, oh, check out this thing that's going to freak you out. Oh, check it out. Is it freaking you out yet? I mean, like, what, I mean. Like, that's
2: part of why the holidays can be really, can be really difficult is because people get together and I feel like it's interesting how you talk about, you know, that you don't have to share everything with everyone because I feel like part of the problem is is sometimes people do feel the need to come and provoke their family and say things that they know is gonna upset
3: every yeah. single person at the table just to get that reaction right. and it's just And where's the gratitude and thanksgiving in that? It, exactly. Right. That's an agenda. Exactly. That an it's agenda. not coming together in fellowship. No. No. Exactly.
2: No. And I think I, I like that idea of, of us kind of spending our focus on on the nature of togetherness of community, specifically of in this time of year, especially because we're getting towards the, the winter and things like that and cold and people don't always have a place to go and people there's a lot of focus on food, which also brings helps bring a focus to food shortage that a lot of people have. And so we really wanted to spend this episode uh, focused a lot on community and also giving. Which is why the perfect person to have with us today is Michael Ag. Amazing, and Hello. I'm going to give you your your formal introduction. <laughs> um, Michael Ag has been serving the pagan community since 1986. That's in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, <laughs> for many years now. Uh, Finan, who he is a co owner of, has been central to his experience of the pagan community. The mission at Finan is to provide a private sanctuary where art, spirit, and nature meet. Finan is a forested 80-acre retreat and farm located in the Nehalem River Valley just south of Vernonia, Oregon. The unusual name Finan, Welsh pronounced fin Un, means source or spring. It is a place for returning to harmony, a place of restoration. Finan connects people and community through the renewing gifts of nature, enabling members and guests to ford- forge a deeper relationship with each other, the land, and themselves. This is the power of place. This is the power of Finnin. They share their core values and a profound appreciation of art in their lives, an understanding of the unifying power of spirit, and a deep and devoted love of nature. And I, for one, have been there. This is where we host our SunFest.
1: Yahoo!
2: Other Worlds of Wonder hosts our SunFest there and have for the last, I believe, seven years. Mm-hmm. Because the first time I walked on it, I was very, very pregnant with my son. And so I, I remember... Uh, the year that was our first year there, uh, it has just gotten more and more beautiful, and it is a it is a place like you describe. It is a place that you go there, and there is very much a feeling of sanctuary
1: and
3: peace and calm.
1: It feels like Middle Earth. You're there walking you through go. the paths, and you're like, "I'm looking for Frodo, man," because yes. this is where I'm
3: at. Exactly, I agree, and that, and we are very conscious of that. I mean, that the the land brings those feelings up in us. We feel the nurturance and the connection with the ancestors, and the connection with nature, and sharing that amongst ourselves and with a broader community is exactly what we're all about. We love it. So, Finnan is uh, that whole feeling you said, like it's like Hobbiton or whatnot. We're conscious of that. We want Finnan to feel. Uh, like you're stepping into nature, and that nature welcomes you, and you have a place here.
0: Yeah, it's home. That's real. Yeah. I've never been there, and I'm. Was, I was supposed to go to Sunfest, and I was very. That's sick.
2: Right. So, so, sick. sick. So, so sick.
3: Please do come.
0: Yes. Yeah, I, I want
2: to. She'll be there this summer. year. Yes. Yeah, I will be there this year, and I just want to come and see it. So I have tons of favorite memories at Finnan, but one of the more specific that was really cool was I want to say it was was it four years ago you put in the ancestors altar about yep. oh, four years okay so we're walking through and every year there's new stuff that's gets that gets added and and cleared and new spaces and I'm walking with my daughter and we come across the ancestor altar and I know what it is I know what the space that's carved out is and all of a sudden she looks at me and she goes mom this is a space where you sit and talk to dead people and I just started <laughs> like laughing and I'm like Huh? Yay. That's a pretty damn good explanation. Yay. And she had no, you know, <laughs> she, she didn't know. It know. Was, no, yeah. she had no idea what it was. Oh, she just knew. She knew. That she girl's, she she girl's yeah. special. More one. More than
3: anything else, that tells me we're doing something. Yeah, better. exactly. We've done our job. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> exactly.
2: And and I was just <laughs> right. blown away. And I was like, "That's actually that's true. Yes, that's a very good uh description of what this area is." And yeah, it's it's just it's an absolutely beautiful place. And um, I think. One of the things that I, one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on this episode was the fact that you are so centrally ingrained in the community and the local community here. I don't know that I know anyone that doesn't know you.
3: I'm I'm touched. (laughs) (laughs) And,
2: (laughs) and, and, And I think that you have a very... Unique. you you seem to have always had a very unique connection to community. I was someone who was very solitary, and I only recently came into community. And I feel like you because been she much wanted to
1: run something. Uh,
2: <laughs> the power and the glory. That was most definitely not the reason. No. Had I known that would be the outcome, I can tell you, I would still be solitary right <laughs> now. <most laughs> <of course.
1: laughs> She just had this need, need to wake people up at 3 in the morning and oh. need to bust someone around. Well, that's why I had children. Probably Courtney. That's why I had I'm children. i I going to get her to move back to Oregon and make her work for me. That's
2: right. Um, but you seem to have always kind of had your thumb in community. What has, what has, what has brought you to that?
3: Well, I can tell you a couple of stories. Uh, one is that the first time that I came to Finnan, I was in my early 20s, and uh, friends of mine invited me out there for a Beltane celebration, and I immediately fell in love. It was like, oh, I'm camping here, and I've been coming to the northern property, the 50 acres, since then, and we bought into it and bought it um, like seven years ago. And so the connection there is long and deep um, and part of my initial pagan awakening. Um yeah, that's really from the heart. What, was it? what else was I going to say? Had a second story. <laughs> 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 this will be edited out. <laughs> like, I forgot. Maybe, unless it's funny. This. It's, I don't know.
0: We make, um, we make, We, make, we would be, I feel like I can never get the right words out or I like talk over myself all the time. Or it just came
3: back in. So the, the, when I first came to the pagan community, uh, my friend Moira, we were living in the Mystic Bone Hut and Sacred Harlot's Finishing School, but that's a long other story. Uh, we went to a gathering at the um, Beacon Rock. It was for a fall equinox festival and it was a, a pre- Festival get together. What are we going to do? And they were like, okay Well, we could use some people to help us make the hinge and it's about the moon and I said great I'd love to help and a couple of weeks later I was casting her face and we made all the faces of the moon in plaster and they were painted in black and white And showed up there and tons of people showed up and it was like, okay And now we raise the posts and how are we going to attach these faces? oh, crap, I didn't drill any holes. I mean, you know, I was like 20-something. I was like, okay, I'll do some artwork, but I didn't think it through. (laughs) And a guy named Elazar, who was a copper worker who was now passed on, but he was in the community for a long time, said, oh, I've got to drill. So he helped drill some holes in the plaster, and we were tying them to the poles. And from the get-go, I knew in this community that the way in that I wanted to follow was to serve. It's like, okay, these are the people that I want to be involved with. It's the people who are helping to give a foundation for the magic so that the people who are coming to the festival can build upon that and make the magic happen. And so I'm I'm really attracted to the the foundation level work. And I think that's part of my attraction to the ancestors as well. It's like what is our community based on among many other pillars it's primary pillar from where I'm coming from is the ancestors and the land. That's what we're all that's where we're coming from. That's where magic comes from. That's what Finan is about to me.
2: I think it's really interesting that you, that you bring that up because one of the things we talked about at our last uh, Other Worlds of Wonder meeting was that one of the reasons that we feel like our Sunfest festival has started to really take off and really, um, really I don't know if inspire is the right word, but connect with people, is we've realized that it's not our job to create a summer solstice experience for someone. It's just our job to give them a safe place and yes. a fun place to have yeah. that experience Yeah. and to give them the space to have their own experience because everyone's going to have their own experience and it's really on them. It's incumbent on them to take what they will and, and have that experience. But when you start to realize that it's not your job to give them the experience, but to just provide
3: the opportunity. For me, that is the very heart of the definition of a good lead ritualist. It's somebody who can provide the framework, who can provide the openings and the closings and so forth, but the 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 actual person going through it, they're able to let them do that. Yeah. And they're not On having to own, control yeah. literally what comes into their spirit. And, yeah. and I've run into people who unfortunately haven't gone through that haven't figured learning that out yet, out yet yeah. and they get very upset when, everybody isn't marching along to the particular thing and things are off schedule and da, 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 da. it's like you you can do all the planning in the world but when it's time to be at a festival and you're running it, it is time to it's like it's time to be you flexible. have just given birth yeah. to a exactly. live thing. Yeah you have to let it go. Yep. Or it will die.
0: Yep. Right. Well and you have yep. to understand that like Nothing is ever going to go exactly as planned. You have to be flexible. Otherwise, you will just have a miserable time rather than being like, oh, that's interesting. And that's where the
3: joy is anyway. Right. Poof. I learned something new. I'm the lead ritualist, blah, blah, blah. And I learned something new about the god or goddess that I'm working with today because this person captured that energy and could reflect it back to me. Otherwise, I wouldn't have seen it.
2: Exactly. And I think in our case, it wasn't so much that that people were trying to create quote-unquote, create the experience as much as they felt the stress to, like it
3: was their obligation. Is everyone having fun? Right,
2: right. And And once you realize, like, no, 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 that's (laughs) not even your job. You don't even have to worry about it. It takes that stress level down like three pegs and allows people to not only – not worry about it but enjoy it yourself this is also your experience you're also at a festival you're also having a summer solstice you know fun celebration so
3: have fun absolutely is there wood at the fire pit okay we need wood at the fire pit for the drumming tonight hey everybody help us get some wood at the fire fire pit yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah take care of those things and the festival will take care of itself
1: it's something that um I don't, this is me being the, you know, the cynical sort of anti-capitalist is that there's a sense of a constant, this pressure to constantly produce and that you have to be, that it's your responsibility to hold all of this. And then I think it leads to a mistrust of participants or as, as a writer, I feel that sometimes it leads to mistrust of, um, of the readers. And you need to have trust that your readers know what they're, know what to get out of it. Same thing, Hillary, I'm sure you've experienced as a performer, um, and that is, and actually, I had that conversation with um, with someone recently who was talking about the need to support their students in their coven, or this one specific student said, "Well, I need to support him." And I said, "No, your job is not to support him through his life crisis. Your job as leader of this coven is just to create the container." so that they can get the magic out of that to mm-hmm. use in whatever way they find appropriate. Yeah. Because here, you're not. Here are some
3: tools. Here
1: are some tools. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think that puts so, that I think that leads to a lot of burnout when people are trying to support the community. You can't, it is a two-way street. Leaders and organizers can't be assuming that they are, should be in charge of all of these things. And participants shouldn't put that on the organizers. Yes, no, you yes. Yeah, it's Putting a Putting
3: people on a pedestal is a real problem.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think, too, it's like it's like when you give someone an opportunity to have an experience, right, like it's your job to do your best at what you're presenting. It's your job to work your hardest. I mean, so, for instance, as a performer, it's like my job to work hard so that what I present is something that I'm proud of, that I feel is a lot has gone into it's not my job to know who is going to like or not like what I do. Right. You self-select. can't lose. And, yeah. and I think, and I think, yes, I think it's important as a performer or a, a, a ritual leader or anyone that's presenting anything to anyone. If you're getting an overwhelmingly negative response to something like, I think it's good to look and be like, okay, what, why am I getting this response? But it's not your responsibility to cater to everyone's, response to what you provide, right? It's your, it's your job. No, you need to
2: worry about what you're going to do and your performance, but you don't need to worry that every single person in that room is going to think that that's the best performance that they've ever seen. Or
0: that it is, some people will find it incredibly impactful some people will say well that's nice but that's like their it's our that's their choice and that's their um that's their, that's experience. their experience you can't control and that and you can't control it nor should you because that just takes away from their ability to have it right exactly um, and you you can't please everyone and and i think trying doesn't allow people to actually have a, an honest experience that's
1: theirs Exactly. I so needed to hear all of this right now because my writing, I've been getting scared because it's moving into a territory that I wasn't expecting. And there's a sense of, oh, what if, what if people don't like it? What if this? Is? And I think I just needed to, to be reminded by this conversation. So thanks, guys. You're actually kind of helpful sometimes. I'm very helpful. No, you're Listen not. You not guys. very helpful. Michael's helpful. <laughs> Michael's I'm very helpful. helpful. All right. You're helpful, sort of.
2: Hillary's, Hillary's just amazing. So she's the nice one.
1: I know. What, what did you two just, like, get together in the car and decide you guys were going to be, like, the best friends ever? And, That's what uh, we do. Okay. <laughs> like, like, I shouldn't have left the two of you alone. That's a really frightening thing. Still I'm, let, I'm not going to make it work.
0: <laughs> I still can't
1: figure out how to She's, go. like, She's got to finger the goat. I need to Toy finger, the she's the finger the goat. on, let me finger
0: the goat. It's a... <laughs> It's <laughs> a children's toy, and it's she's like
3: nails. What? I I don't
0: know. She has nails that are like twelve inches long. Nails that's nails why she has nails that That's why like, colored. But you just do this, like you
3: push oh, it down. Oh, damn it! That's
0: the
2: trick. But then you can't hear it if you do that, because the sound comes out of the bottom. Then
0: you just squeeze it like this,
2: right? There you go. Now we're talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now we're cooking with oil. Now it's working. I love that goat. <laughs> Everybody's favorite co goat. <laughs> Everybody likes the goat more than they like us, for well, sure. I
2: think we like the goat more than we like but I, us. But I mean, I think we hit on something that's kind of like, not something you necessarily talk about when you talk about giving. Because when you talk about giving, you talk about the ways to give, you talk about how you can give. But there also needs to be a certain level of self-care. Oh, yeah. When it comes to giving. When you're giving, you're giving. I mean, and a lot of times it involves a lot of your your you know, energy and a lot of your soul and it's your time. It's your heart, especially like Michael, what you're talking about, it's a passion. It's, it's is coming from a very deep, important place and it's not always necessarily going to be well received or exactly the way that someone wanted it. And you need to be able to be okay with that. And so, you know, talking about giving and talking about community, there has to be a certain level of, of self care and, being okay with the fact that it might not be perfect in exactly the way that someone wanted it to be
3: I th- I know for me that part of definitely the heart of the way that I do personal ritual is I, I always remind myself what we've already talked about is you let it go and it, it has a life of its own mm-hmm. you know so it, it is free so I know my ego is no longer personally on the line right. for what happens but also it's that the energy that's coming through I, I may be working conduit to it it's not coming out of, of you. It is, yeah, it's it, not of it, you. It may draw some of the essence, some of the flavor of my energy into it because it's a working that I'm doing, but when I'm doing it correctly, the energy that's flowing through me isn't my own limited energy. I'm working with a larger connection move it through. So So there's that, you know, it, it, yeah. this is obvious stuff, but it's like, you know, you, you want to move that energy through you. You're not it it Allows the ego it. to yeah. unplug, right?
1: Yeah. And I think that's important when you think about spellcraft as well. Because yeah. once you cast a spell, you put it out there and you let it go. You can't and it find we'll a final you, <laughs> you, know, you, you can't micromanage. You shouldn't micromanage anything, no. yeah. any
2: ever, ever. Did you do so, like, that? Don't. I, shouldn't micromanage anything. ever. You can say it a hundred times. It's not. It's not coming in here. I'm like, oh, use, definitely. have studies
0: about how micromanagement is totally ineffective, but
2: it'll also burn you. out. No, I don't have micromanaging issues. I have anxiety issues. Those are different. I
0: stress over everything. You micromanage. As a response to anxiety. That's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> I love that you're which like, the irony god is. damn it. <laughs> which, which which the she ir- said a thing that was smart. Which <laughs> the irony
2: is, I'm the one person who will absolutely not be micromanaged. Right. That's I will true. flip two finger fingers up in the air and walk away without a saying a word before I will allow anyone. Thanks for to letting me know to how to bug you. <laughs> yes, that will that will most assuredly, oh, most God. assuredly bug me. No, it's um, but you know we we did want to talk about you know community and involvement in community and um, you know you've done a lot of Finnan is doing a lot more work as far as different rituals and stuff that you guys are hosting we are on, on your land what mm-hmm. are you guys working on right now
3: so the, we've been doing Fall Equinox for the past couple of years and that has been um, a lot of fun um, the one most recently was we did the Bakai uh, Tasha was the director and we did a uh, a dual Dionysos so we had a we had a woman and a man playing simultaneously the god Dionysus um, and it really it came off beautifully I, I've seen the Bakai I don't know at least a half dozen times in my life, if not more, in many different places. And dare I say it, this is by far the best experience that I've had of the Bakai because mm. as a, as an audience member, I literally felt inside the circle of the play. Even though I knew I was at a festival, right? I was one of the people helping put on the festival. I wasn't in the play itself. I'd done all this work going up to it, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And once that trigger was pulled, you know, once go happened, I, I literally felt like I was in the flow of what was happening as the play was going on. I was inside of it. And I've never felt that with a guy so cool. before. It, That's a very cool thing. It's, it's, it's like the what fourth wall experience. vanished. <laughs> I was yeah. on, you know, inside You were like in of it. part of it. It was very cool. So the, the magic was really flowing. Um, this coming year, we are doing the wild hunt. We are going to hold Beltane uh, at uh, Finan for the first time. And this is going to be very interesting. We're, we're still figuring out the logistics, uh, but Nicole Craft is our lead ritualist, and she has had this great idea about having the wild hunt, and there, yes, there will be a maypole and god and goddess forms, and I have um, decided to take on, I've been invited to do and said yes to doing a priest role inside of it, and um, we're looking forward to it. It's That's been a, nice. It's been a while. Yeah. That's great.
2: What are some of the your favorite, it can include Finan or even be prior, um, what are some of your favorite ways that you've been involved with community and and giving
3: and Oh, well, most recently, the cider squeeze. Every year we when the apples come right, we have people come and that you can bring your own apples. You can certainly have all of ours. All we ask is that you show up and help us process the material. and it is it, it's just a giving from A to Z. People give their energy. Their time and their effort, and everybody walks away with the most fantastic apple juice. Oh
0: my gosh, that sounds it's amazing! amazing. It's is,
3: it is, it is so wonderful. It, it feels primary. It's like okay, here's this crop that's local, that's coming, that's coming fresh right now. You know, we've got this window of opportunity that's like maybe a month long, depending on you know when the trees are hitting. So we select the date. People show up. We have, and you know, I don't know. We had like a dozen people or more this year, and it's like we have. This year we had a pickup truck full of apples. So, wow, um, forty, you know, <laughs> boxes of apples. Oh were. my gosh! Wow. And we processed and processed and processed, and it's like chop, crunch, squeeze, press, pour, and just gallon after gallon of the best juice. It was so good. Oh my god, that's amazing. And it just it it feels like it's the right thing to do, and it's and it's right in the center of one of our the pillars of and It's like okay, give back, connect to the land, and when the land is giving. Apples are ready. People just show up and receive the bounty. It's not free. No one shows up with a jug and, you know, here, pour me some juice. Thanks. It's good to see. It's like, no, people show up and we're working for four or six hours there. But it's collective. It has that, it feels like magic. We're yeah, yeah. Primary. absolutely. Have you ever been you're like mushroom together. hunting in the woods when you're people are you looking no <laughs> at I have not, but
1: I'm the wrong one.
0: <laughs> I'm like, no, you gotta go with someone who knows what they're doing.
3: This year the chanterelles have been insane. Everyone oh, I know I has mean, been. I don't know. My roommate went picking. It's just been unbelievable. I, and or so, hunting. it's like people are saying, "No, the chanterelle season is over." I went out with Katrina like four days ago. Hi. And, so I'm gonna come to your And house. they were going <laughs> just fine. I mean, yeah, they're starting to have that. You know, the the caps are changing because the frost is beginning to hit. Yeah. but they were were plenty of mushrooms there and there's a whole segment of the area that we were hunting that i hadn't even been to so i mean it's just doing those sorts of activities feel very grounding and very like on the wheel you talk about where are we on the wheel of the year actually finding food yes in, in that process of finding identifying uh, bringing home processing and of course honoring the entire way that is magic that is magic yeah, that that is Yeah, witchcraft. Yes. (laughs) That's like primary stuff. It's so
1: beautiful.
2: Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's an even more beautiful connection where you're talking about, you know, bringing together community to, you know, harvest and, and do the whole apple squeeze and different people are cutting and they're chopping and they're squeezing and they're pouring and all this kind of stuff. So you're bringing people together and also bringing them back to the land. I mean, like you said, it's a very primal concept of people in the land. And that's where we do ultimately get our food, even if we buy it, you know, at Safeway, it eventually came from the ground. Mm -hmm. And it brings people back to that initial attachment of where your food really comes from and creates that very primal energy and and magic, like you said.
3: That is one of the things that we're very much looking forward to continuing to learn about Finan is that the four of us, you know, Michael, uh, Joel, Neil and Tasha, we know some things. Right in terms of forest craft and so forth, but just just looking at uh, papers that like OHSU puts out, these are pro- forest-based products that you can draw out of you know this area. There are dozens, literally dozens of plants that, that I know I've found them on Venon, that are useful in various ways, medicinally and so forth. That we just we we don't know how to deal with yet, and and frankly, part of it is like okay, we want to be very careful. How we interact with these plants because we don't want to damage the ecosystem.
1: Yes, right. right. Yeah. We
3: don't want to. Oh, you know, like salal is great. So we're just going to go in, and harvest all the salal. Right. No, it. you have to really. No. <laughs> it's like. I mean, know what you're
0: doing. Yeah. Exactly. Make sure so that you
3: we're, we're, we we take slow steps. Love that. But we're learning.
0: I but do. that's Great. It's important to know, and it's important for other people to know because I think you know not not many people think about that in a greater perspective. They go out, they're like, "Oh, I'm going to get this thing," but if everyone went out and got that thing and wasn't mindful. About
3: how that would impact nature. You see it with, Chan- with chanterelle hunting. Yeah. Out, you go out in the the national forest where you're, everyone's allowed to go, and you can tell when the commercial chanterelle hunters have been through because there are pits in the ground, or or the commercial um um uh what are they called the the, the little in ground mushrooms truffles. truffles the truffle hunters literally pits that you could park a VW in where they just have dug the hell out of uh-huh. an area That's and then and there's just pits everywhere. Totally destroying the water flow through that area. Yeah, that's not okay. It, it's like it's totally like it's like you can't
0: you can't yeah. go in there and ask of nature, but and then disrespect while you're doing it.
3: No, that's no, like, no, commercial level harvesting. That's, that's on not okay. Land. It's not okay. We, no. we're, we're not interested in doing anything like that at Finnan. So that's amazing. it's like slow steps.
2: Well, and I think that's part of it too. Is you also have to understand that that you know if you're going to take from the land, you have to give back.
3: You do. So you
2: can't take more than you're willing to give back. So you can't right. just go through like a bulldozer and take everything and then just be like, okay, you know, it's for you know, it's almost like the the book, the Giving Tree, oh. yeah. you know, that's where you just keep really, taking, yeah. and taking, book. and taking. For but it's, on,
0: it's a horrifying book. But it's also it's such a it's, it's such, such a an lesson. important lesson because it's such like it's lesson. like that you can't just take and take and take and take and take.
3: And, eventually, and, there's nothing left. But
0: it's not, stuff. Yeah, there's nothing left. Yeah. Um, we usually start
2: with this, but you know, we were talking about community and whatnot, and I'm I'm actually very interested to get the answer to this because I've known you for so long. Um, oh, zinger question! <laughs> I know. When did you first know you were a witch?
3: I'll give you a complex answer to that question. You really um, like complex? Okay, good. So the the short answer is technically. I'm not a witch. Okay, hello, like that like witch it. life, here we are. And here's here's my answer, and a friend of mine helped articulate this answer. I am not an initiate in a coven, specifically. And that, to me, is one of the definition of uh, being a witch, is that, okay, you're in a coven process. That's one way. Now, there's solitary witchcraft as well, right? I have not self-initiated as a witch. I have taken um, classes with... Um, People in the community when I was younger, like Wicca 101 and so forth, which were taught in the craft tradition. So technically, first degree, right? Not second or third degree. Does that make sense? Yes. Everybody knows yeah. what we're talking about, right? So I, so I've had that level of f- education as a witch. The actual um, path work that I've been doing has been very much about service in this community like I said earlier coming into it the very first time I met a large group of people was like okay what what needs doing how can I interact how can I help because that's just the way I was raised and it's my my inclination is I'm outward oriented in many ways and I like to help it's like oh are we doing something what are we doing and I don't have to be you know at the apex I'm very happy to be somewhere in the middle or at the base it's like okay how can I help Spend time at the, great, at the gate, great. Whatever melts and poles for the hinge, great. You know, whatever needs to be done. Um, another layer of that is that one of my very earliest memories in life, and, and, and this would be more like, I, I think probably I am a witch, is of me being eight years old and I was walking along Hickman Creek, which was in the middle of a suburb in Lexington, Kentucky, but I would walk that creek barefoot, all my childhood. And I recall very specifically, dodging copperheads, getting out and leaning up against a tree one afternoon and just lying back to it. And the tree and I had a very long conversation with each mm. other. And I, and I remember it to this day, the feeling of talking with the tree and having it speak back to me in, yes. no, un, in no uncertain terms. Yeah, like that's real. Not speech like yes, like we're doing, but we were communicating and it was a back and forth. It wasn't like, om, um, and I'm in the zone. It's like, right, no, right. we were communicating. There was stuff going on between us, and the tree enjoyed having this little boy lean up against it. There was there was something about having this young animal there that was very satisfying for that tree in that moment, and that young animal enjoyed the hell out of that tree this that afternoon. It's like, I really like you, and I've had an attraction to trees ever since then. That was my first conscious awakening to it, Yeah, and I... It... My connection with religion is pretty complex, like a lot of people. I'm technically a born-again Christian. I took the second baptism when I was 18 and still exploring Christianity, having been in at least four different branches of of the Christian faith. And then I recall asking a friend of mine at at a gaming shop, who had been watching us playing, and the the person at the head of the table had been loudly proclaiming all night during the D&D game, and I'm a witch, and witches, blah, blah, blah. And I'm a witch, and witches, blah, blah, blah. Which was, I mean, some part of me, every time she would say that, I would just kind of push back from the table a little bit more because I was not attracted to to the way she was putting that out there. It seemed very, I didn't have the words for it at the time, but it was very egoic. Yeah. Like, I'm waving the witch flag and everybody needs to be going, Oh, I'm a witch and it's nineteen eighty two. Yeah, Witches I need attention.
2: Are, Give me attention. You
3: know, exactly. And I would look across the counter and Don was sitting there. Don was sitting there and he he was just very quietly smiling, not there wasn't any judgment going on, but at the end of the evening I remember going up and i and keep in mind, you know, I'm like seventeen. And I go up to this older man who's probably in his mid forties, and I lean across the counter and I ask him, are you a witch? This is in Lexington, Kentucky. I mean, what the hell? And he looks at me for a long moment, and he reaches under the counter, and he takes a copy of The Spiral Dance, and he slides it across the top of the counter to me, and he says, you read that, and if you have any questions, I'll be happy to talk with you about them. That was the beginning of my personal awakening to, oh, there's magic in the world, and other people feel this way. And I know a lot of other people also experienced that as their very first gave into the community. And it, I never looked back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like that's so—we hear about people talk about self-initiation or initiation into a coven, but truth be told, witchcraft for—back into antiquity— um, this idea of initiation at all is, is pretty new within witchcraft. And in my feeling, and the feelings that we've often talked about around here, is that if you are casting spells or making magic or communing with spirits or doing exactly what you're talking about, Michael, that is witchcraft, and that if you're doing witchcraft, that makes you a witch. Well, then Initiations I'm a witch. I'll initiate you right now. There you go, witch. Boom. <laughs> you <laughs> heard it here on the podcast. There was some waving. I just, I very Wait, the
3: waving The, wave, wave, it's the very <laughs>
1: I, I, I did. I said, you sprinkled can. initiation dust on. Oh my it. Right. Do, that, like, that was tea. Don't spill your tea. I, c- was I can do this. Whole I nah, here we go. <laughs> Woo, I'm a witch. <laughs> God, this is screaming. So he picked up I mean,
2: faster than I did. That's that, not okay. It is okay. And <laughs> it's not, ex- and not, not, not surprising, not
1: surprising. Exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, I think it's really true. We talk about this so much here where, you know, there are many different pathways, witchcraft, and there are very traditional ways you can go. And for some people that's their truth and their path. And there are some people that self initiate, initiate as Courtney spoke of, as you spoke of, but I mean, you, if you're doing that work and you feel and you want to and you identify as a witch and doing that work, it's not like the witch police are going to come in and be like, oh, uh-uh. The witch police, right? I want to be part of the witch police. I,
3: I, I, I don't know. I have met a few witch I police see, in see. my day. There are I are Sure,
0: there are for sure people, but that's because but that's, that's kind their, their bag. That's exactly. their truth, right? So maybe the path that they followed, right? That's their truth and that's their existence. So for them, they're saying, well, no, like you didn't do this thing. And in my truth, this is what you do. What they're not recognizing is that there's not one way to be a witch. And so their truth might not be your truth in the same way that in, in Christianity, there are different ways to worship. And like, it's, it's not wrong to do it this way or do it this way. It's like that's, These that. These days. App. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yes. Yes. Important fact. But I mean it's like when we look at other people's belief systems, it's not a wrong or a right. It's like that's their truth, that's their path, and that's not my responsibility.
2: I think it's also probably was very beneficial for you to have had that experience at such a young age.
0: Yeah. Because Which that's one? an age you you mean, when you
2: were when you were on age. The tree? Yeah. Oh,
3: absolutely because
2: I think part of what happens is people get so indoctrinated, so yes. young and are taught not to believe these things that then when they start happening and they start awakening to things, it's very hard for them to accept or digest. Yeah, they either
0: feel like they're crazy or they explain it away, like yeah. Oh, it was just some weird, it was just something because
2: they And don't you want experienced
3: to go there. a very you know I did. I I, I awakened into my body and it, realized that yes. something was happening that I didn't have any words for, but I wanted it to happen again. It's like okay. I haven't, ever, that, I haven't yeah. heard I anybody that. talk about this. Nobody's ever said you can go talk to a tree, uh, but the tree was talking to you. <laughs> but me. you're like, but, uh, okay. but
0: Nonetheless, here yeah. we, here I am yeah. talking to a tree. I didn't, yeah. I
3: didn't. Luckily, I didn't have programming that caused me to immediately deny. Exactly. Oh, this can't happen. Oh, or, that's, or, that's my imagination. Or, this is evil. Yeah. Or yes, yeah. yeah. No, luckily, that was not. A lot of people do, and I think
0: that's. I mean, I think that's why a lot of people as they get older, it's like, that's what they've, that's the experience they've had growing up. They have been told like, Oh no, you don't do that. So they're having these feelings. And I think that's why it's sometimes really hard for people to say, I'm a witch because you know, they it's, it's so much, it's been, you know, just indoctrinated into them over and over again, that this is a, that that's either crazy or that that's evil. Right. And so they, it's like, they just end up not doing it. And so I think it's really important to, you know, recognize that no one gets to come and like point a finger at you and say whether you you are a witch or not. You know.
2: Yeah, I think part of um, you know I, I think talking about nature and talking about you know being one with your surroundings and things like that is also kind of a part of community. And I feel like we we often think of community as people. And the truth is, community also involves the the world and the area around you. The wildlife, the wildlife, the the wildlife, and the nearby part of our community, and the nearby areas and the nearby places. Um, to really think about that also as part of your community. And so when you're thinking about what you can do for your community, you know, maybe it doesn't even involve people. Maybe it involves going to the park with a uh, with a garbage and bag cleaning up and garbage. cleaning up garbage. Absolutely. And, and doing things like Absolutely. that, as, as, especially if you're someone who maybe you don't, you know, maybe you're like me, maybe you don't like other people. You or, know, you don't want to hang out yeah. with other people, Or so it's something you can do and be very solitary and and be on your own. But you are still serving your community by going out and helping to clean and helping to take care of things. You are still very much a part of your community or, su-
0: or supporting organizations that do that because some people yes. can't get out if they're not right. able to get out. It's like it, there are ways to support lots of, way, yes, lots of ways. There's lots of ways to support physical,
1: financial, and if you, if you don't have the physical or financial means to do it, even sharing the even sharing, on the timeline even, on Facebook yeah. or. Twitter, or Instagram, one hundred percent. Just yeah. saying, like, hey, have you heard about this
0: organization? They're doing great things for you know restoration of this area, forest, or whatever
1: it is. You know, and I think that's um, also a great way to serve your spirits, or if you are a deity focused, which serve your gods. We do a lot of work about. I'll make an offering to the spirits. I'm going to leave tobacco or cornmeal or water, and that's great. Sometimes it can be kind of icky when people are starting to leave foods that might be toxic to animals or certainly if they're tying plastic to trees or things like that as an offering that's not cool sometimes the greatest offerings to the nature spirits or to your gods are cleaning up natural spaces that are sacred to them so use that as a way of of,
3: that uh, is as you know kanani that is part of what we've done at finnan we have pulled and the previous owners pulled 30 cubic yard dumpster after dumpster after dumpster of garbage and recycling out of that property. Wow. Because there's a oh ravine there. And, you know, back in the day, what people did in ravines is you dump your garbage. And we literally were in six foot deep pits in the edge of the ravine, pulling glass and paint cans and all oh kinds God. of stuff out of there. We pulled a 57 Chevy out of the side of the hill. Holy we shit. pulled a 23 Ford truck. We pulled the back end of a logging truck out of there. It was nuts. Wow. Yeah, and and we found another pit a couple of days ago, Katrina and I, and it's like, okay, here's another place to clean up. Wow. So, yeah, that, that level of cleaning and serving the land, like, directly is very much part of Finan, and and for me, very much part of my religion. It feels like, okay, this is sacred service to yes. get this to where it can be recycled, you know, reused if possible, like we did with the buildings that we took down there, <clears throat> certainly reduce our own use and recycle what we can some of it is going to end up in a in a dump you know and inevitably, that, yeah. inevitably um, and i don't have a good answer for that unfortunately i wish that our overculture had a better answer better we answer. all do the best that we can i'm sure that as witches and pagans and neo pagans and so forth we all interact as best we can but you know acknowledging the damage that we that we do is part of it part yeah. of it it's it's part of life you know here if, in the United States.
0: If people want to are interested in helping you in efforts like that when you come across these things, um, is that something people can do? Oh
3: absolutely absolutely. Them? Yeah, we'll we'll put the call out there like, Hey, Great. we're we're gonna do a cleanup and it's gonna be on this weekend cool. and that weekend, please come out and give us a hand. We have never think that's on wood. Did I make it go bing. Sorry, no, that's we fine. we have uh, never had a shortage of hands, especially when it came to uh, like cleaning up the land. And it, it the land, from from my magical point of view, actually repaid us directly because it was in looking acro- across a cleanup in a pit with uh, Rita. our our dear friend Rita, who helped us purchase the farm to the south. And that's a a whole complicated story. But without meeting her and without doing service work side by side and having that opportunity to talk about things that were very real as that kind of cleanup sort of brings up, very gut level, like, oh, this is what's happening and this is what we're doing. Suddenly you start, you've created an intimacy around that and, and it just brought up the possibility that she could be part of what would help us make Finan happen. And that's exactly what happened.
0: Amazing.
3: So it's, I, you know, part of me feels like, oh, we were doing this cleanup, and the, the, the upshot of that is that we were able to buy the farm. Mm-hmm. You know, thanks. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you.
2: One of the things that we wanted to – one of the things that we have brought up in the past is, is different ways that we've heard of um, where you can help in communities that are undergoing some sort of natural disaster, yeah. things like that. We actually had put out a call out uh, for Nebraska – uh, when they had been going through, um, we actually received some feedback from someone who apparently is a listener in Nebraska, thanking us um, for the call out for asking for help in Nebraska so See, for we were flooding helpful to someone. I know so, for help with the we flooding. Actually that was going oh, okay. We actually help sometimes. Every once don't in a while, shit on a podcast. I know our <laughs> nonsense helps somebody. Um, but she was thanking us, and you know we do want to kind of give a call out that there is still help needed. For flooding uh, and the cleanup that is... efforts, yeah. yeah flood relief efforts it in Nebraska. It takes a long time. It does. I mean, even though the news cameras are gone, there are still problems. Yeah,
1: and um, New York, they're still doing sandy relief. And so mm. Yeah, years later. Years so later, like, so... Um, if there are organizations that are working to continue to do flood relief in Nebraska, if anyone knows of anything, could you just send us a message and we'll be happy yeah, to call happy it to out? Yeah, we to share it, yeah. That sure. Rich Life at gmail.com is our email or
2: contact us on our Facebook page. Absolutely. And we also wanted to, uh, more recently with the floods, or excuse me, not the floods, more recently with the fires in California, which actually directly impacted my own family. Yeah. My in laws. Um, my, uh, mother-in-law and, uh, aunts were evacuated due to the fires in Sonoma. So that was very, very scary for our family personally and keeping in contact with them and were they out and were they okay? And when could they come back? Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on with the fires in Sonoma after it was hit for the second time, cause it was also hit back in 2017. Um, and we have, we're going to post up a link for, uh, the indocu it's the undocu fund for fire relief in Sonoma County. And it's currently raising funds to assist the victims of the Kincaid fire, which uh, had grown to over 77,000 acres. Um, and it specifically helps families that were impacted that are undocumented families that, that are not available they for federal help. federal help. Because they won't have federal help or exactly. any sort of
0: assistance. Well, and mm-hmm. even seeking it can be dangerous. So it's like... Exactly. What I yeah.
1: And I make this very clear, and I experienced this firsthand um, with some of my work in New York City is... Don't send goods to different parts of the country. I know it's tempting to say, "Oh, well, I've got all these shoes. I want to send them," or even things like people sometimes want to donate breast milk and things that really come from the heart. But the truth is, is that that takes up so much of the time of the relief workers. It needs change so very quickly, and a lot of the stuff and they'll that,
0: call out too. If, they have, call. if there's a specific need for an item,
1: they'll yeah. call it out. And also, but when you send money instead, even if it's one dollar, that's all yeah. you can do. You're not the only one. There's probably five thousand other people giving one dollar, and yep. that's. If you guys are hearing huffing, that's my dog breathing <laughs> under the door. That is hilarious. It, is there a real dragon? <laughs> no, Which it, is kind of cool. He's, he's, the, green uh, is the green dragon is The <laughs> green dragon is huffing. The green dragon is coming alive! That's awesome. But, um, yeah, don't don't send stuff, send money. It also helps the economy because a lot of times people are going to be buying stuff locally and helping these businesses get back on their feet with their dollars. So, As well-intentioned as your stuff is, your money goes a lot further, and it's very helpful. So even if it's a dollar to these places, and if you don't have a dollar to share, share 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 the link link with people. You can also, for like, you can
0: set a thing saying, like, for my birthday, I'd like people to donate to this cause. You can do that on Facebook. It doesn't even have to be for your birthday. You can say, I'm raising money for this cause, and it goes directly to the cause, but it highlights it. That's a good way to share, get people's attention, and, you know, even if you don't have the funds to spare because we've all been in that place so
2: also if you when you live locally in some of these areas another good thing that you can do is when they're kind of get to the the they're past the initial you know trauma chaos stage and they're trying to regroup just going there and shopping Eating at a yeah, restaurant, yeah, right. you know, just traveling these there these for the weekend. Because when the power was
0: out, they couldn't make any exactly. money. So exactly. Like supporting those local businesses you know, is important. You know, just going and, and
2: buying something. So it's like you're still getting something that maybe you would have bought somewhere else, but now you've bought it from them, which helps benefit them and their business. Things yeah. like that can really be imp- – if you live close enough that you can – you know, I'm going to drive 20 minutes to get my groceries instead of just getting them right up the street. And so you're still getting the same things, still spending the same amount of money – But you're really helping this this community that's trying to rebuild can also be really, really helpful. So um, we're going to post some different links and whatnot on the website for different uh, areas, uh, relief efforts, things like that, where you can, um, you know, hopefully maybe look at. And and if you know of any others that you would like us to post, please let us know. Um, But at this time of year, you know, we're we're all together and we're all very uh, appreciative of what we have and hopefully able to you know reflect on on being content with with our own with our own havings and look at what we are interested in possibly giving to others that we can do something in a very meaningful way that can be meaningful for people in a way that is doable for us without bringing us stress and in a way that is not uh, causing us unnecessary stress or harm do what you can if you can and like you said, maybe you can't give money, maybe you can't get out of your house, but maybe you can post a link on Facebook for mm-hmm. an organization that's doing something great that you know about and just introduce people to it who may not have known themselves. Mm-hmm. So just a, a way to kind of reflect for our own selves and also give back to the community and and feel a part of our community, um, I think is something we really wanted to, to discuss. I think that's great.
3: Uh, can I offer something to everyone? Yes. yes. Uh, there is a final closing event at in this year, and like the Cider Squeeze, it's free. It's December 7th. It's from 11 to 4, uh, and it's called Wreathed in Green, and you're welcome to come out, bring your shears and your uh, hand uh, gloves and so forth, and we will harvest some local greenery and we make oh, it into fine. I want to w- wreaths Let's go. and bunting or what it, whatever you want to do to decorate your house, and also it's a potluck, and so we get together and we celebrate... Doing creative stuff together. We are absolutely going to have to
2: post that on yes it, does it have oh, yeah. Facebook events?
3: so uh, it, it does what you want to do is uh, go to our site on oh your Facebook, website has a link on Facebook okay. or our website www.finnanoregon.com and that's F-F-Y-N-N-O-N-O-R-E-G-O-N n.com com uh, and just go to the link for the register and
0: we'll we'll post that on
2: our page yes. as we always great. do too yes
3: that would be awesome and we can post it on our Facebook page too great.
2: and that's a great way like you said you're harvesting greenery and, and it's
3: local it's sustainable and it's something we can share that's so cool. That's, that's awesome. That's really awesome.
2: All right. Well, thank you for joining thank us. It's so been a pleasure. Much. I'm so excited to have you on. I was really looking forward to it. So Me I'm too. glad you're on. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's great
2: and uh oh also for those that are listening we have an etsy site yes that we have now created which has our spell cards in it yeah we only have a few left before we the do spell surprise i know don't get them while get them while they're hot because yeah we're not gonna have we're, we're we're gonna have come december we're gonna have some more fun announcements of other things that are gonna be on our etsy shop so go to the etsy shop favorite it now so that when fun things pop up hopefully you'll get some sort of notification yep. but we do right now have cards on there that have a spell inside that was written by either myself, Hillary or Courtney and a copy of our podcast sticker and they're only five bucks, and we will mail them out. So far, we've and mailed you,
3: out the podcast sticker is cool. Yeah, it's and
2: you don't awesome.
0: know what spell you're going to. You don't get. know. No. It's a random. Gonna, we each wrote three. Yes. So, so there's nine
2: possible spells. There's nine possible spells, and it's been pretty exciting because we we didn't print that many at first because we didn't know we didn't make that many at first because we didn't know what the reception was going to be, like and them. it's been huge. Super and we've cool. already mailed them out to pretty much all over the country at this point, which is really, really exciting. So we only have a handful left. So get those while we have them, and then we will be making more fun Etsy announcements in December. Great. Right on. All right, and we'll see you all later. Bye, y'all. Thanks. Join us on the first and third
0: Mondays of the month for magical tools, tips, and stories about living as a witch in today's world. Find us at thatwitchlife.com for archived episodes or to ask your burning questions for us to answer in a future podcast. So, so mode it be.
1: be.